Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode here at Hack Your Finances. Man, I'm super pumped uh, for today's episode because we are gearing up for end of year where Christmas time is quickly approaching. We've got end of year giving. And so I thought it would be super valuable and important to talk about really how to gear up for generosity as we hit the end of the year. And so today, I really just want to be able to unpack and unwind really five hacks around generosity to help you get prepared for the end of this end of the year. You know, one of the things that I found is that in our journey, I think, you know, more often than not, we love the thought of being generous. I think we love Christmas time because it's one of the like built-in functions in our life that really encourages us to embrace generosity. We get the opportunity to buy gifts for friends, for family. It's just the time of like kindness and just generosity. And I think you feel it in the air. And what I found is that we love being generous, but in all of my journey of working with people in their finances and even in my own life, I found that generosity and really gift giving, it never happens on accident. It happens on purpose and for a purpose. And so I really just want to be able to break down, like I said, five financial hacks, five things that I think you can apply going into November and into December to help you gear up to be a generous person. Um, you know, I think of the scripture verse, you know, we, we talk about it sometimes during like giving moments where we go, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. And while I absolutely agree, this applies, you know, in a church setting, what I found is like, this is actually just a principle in our lives is that there is a layer of joyful giving of being cheerful in our generosity. But I found that the only way that we can really be able to embrace that is through our ability to plan and prepare ahead of time. And so that's my first hack for you. Um, as you get ready for Christmas time, as you think about g getting gifts for friends or family, you know, I think one of the first things that we can start doing is we can start the process of planning ahead and having a budget. And so, you know, for anybody who's listening or watching, um, if you do not have a budget in place, if you do not have this practice in your life, I want to encourage you, this end of the year time is so important to be able to plan and to be able to budget and know what you're going to spend on gifts, what you're going to spend, you know, going into the end of the year. Because I found that a lot of times what happens is people go, oh man, it's almost Christmas time. Black Friday's here. You know, we have all these gifts to buy, you know, for the kids and then the cousins and then the friends and then the, you know, the office party that has the white elephant gift. And next thing we know, you know, we're two, three, four grand upside down on the month. And we're going, man, how are we going to pay for this? And when we look at the stats around the average American living paycheck to paycheck, there's only one place for that over expense to go. And more often than not, it's people putting it on a credit card. And so what they spend in one month, they then find for the next three months, January, February, March, April, they're digging out of this hole that they've dug of what they're spending during Christmas time. And so I think one of the first things to do is to plan. And uh, I think one of the most practical ways you can do that is begin to write down a list and write down the list of people that you know you want to give gifts to. And so my wife and I, this is one of the things that we always look at. And as we like talk with our family, we talk about what the plans are for Christmas time. We first start and we go, man, what are, who are we buying gifts for? What does this look like for our family? And so, you know, obviously we're like, I'm Rachel buying her a gift and we got our kids and then we're connected with our family. We got the nephews and the cousins and all that kind of stuff. 
And then we start to broaden our perspective and we go, man, what are, what are some of the other things that we know we want to be generous towards as we wrap up the end of the year? And so our church and different organizations, you know, it's the Toys for Tots, it's, you know, Stuff the Truck where we're buying toys for families in need and all that kind of stuff. And so we're going, hey, we know we want to dedicate some gifts and some money here. And so I think that's one of just the powerful practical tips that you can apply right now as you get ready to go into the end of the year is to have a budget and really just begin to plan and know who you're going to buy gifts for, how how much you're planning on spending. Um, because I know that it's so easy as you start shopping, like more and more things end into the cart. And you're like, man, it's crazy how fast $500 in gifts can happen when you're walking around different stores. And so when you have that budget in place, I think it's one of the ways you can really be able to be generous um, and do it joyfully. That instead of at the checkout counter and you're buying these gifts, instead of it being painful, it can actually be a place of, of joy and a place of pleasure um, because you've planned and you go, man, we knew this is where we were spending money versus the alternative where you're checking out and you're like, oh man, this is painful. I don't know how we're going to pay for this. I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, and so really budgeting and planning ahead, such a powerful and fun way to be able to embrace a life of giving and a life of generosity as we come up to the end of this year. The second financial hack when it comes to gift giving and gearing up for generosity at the end of this year is to really focus on purchasing and looking for meaningful gifts. You know, one of the things I found, um, and I'll share for me personally, I am not naturally, you know, talented when it comes to thinking about gifts, when it comes to gift ideas. Uh, my brain, you know, some people, that's their love language. That's the way they think about it. I've got friends that they like, they get jacked about the thought of like, man, what's the gift that's going to mean so much to, you know, so-and-so to, to, to all these scenarios. And what I found is I am not naturally wired that way. It is absolutely a point of stress for me when I think about gifts. But what I found is for my personality type, because I struggle with gift giving, um, I naturally default of instead of being thoughtful or meaningful, I just target expensive where I go, man, maybe it's not the most thoughtful, but at least if it's worth money, you know, it tells them that I care. But what I found is in this season of giving, man, there's something so fun that when you slow down and go, instead of just focusing on what's the most expensive thing to give to somebody, what's the most expensive toy that we think the kid's going to love, but if we find out they just love the box that the toy was in, you know, and when we think about what's going to be meaningful for people, um, we begin to find that we are able to use our finances more effectively when it comes to generosity. And so, you know, I think that there's some families out there uh, that as you think about gift giving and going into this Christmas time, I think that there's some like things that you could put into place that you go, man, how do we make this more meaningful? And so I think some just general ideas that you could do, like if money's really tight in your family, one of the things that I love the idea of is going, man, what are things that we could make? Like putting rules behind some of the gifts that you do in your family or with your friend groups or whatever that looks like, where you go, man, it's not about spending, you know, hundreds of dollars on gifts, but going, how can we get creative and how can we do something that's meaningful? Because as much as my wife, you know, loves, you know, maybe an expensive gift, I know the thing that means the most to her is when she knows that I've been thoughtful, when I've been caring about the thing that I'm getting and that it's actually a gift that actually means something to her and not just a dollar sign, you know, of, a, of something I bought on sale. Um, and so I think creative, you know, creating gifts for each other is such a fun and great idea. Um, another thing that we've done uh, just to get creative with our gift giving is um, like, so for birthdays um, or even for Christmas times when we have like nephews is we actually sometimes just do a lot of like re-gift giving when it comes to toys. Um, you know, we've got a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, 
and you know toys get recycled and cycled through all the times and so frequently they're like hey don't give them new toys like we'll just take a hand me down toy of you know what what our cousins previously played with just because we know that like it's the joy of a new toy that they'll play with for a season and it'll quickly go into the toy bin to never be played again until we regift it you know back to somebody else or give it to somebody and so these are just some of the fun, fun ways that you can think in creative ways that you can think about end of year giving um, that might be a little bit easier on your pocketbook. Um, and the third thing that I kind of flag on on this point when it comes to being meaningful is um, is just that, is to slow down and go, man, what's going to actually mean something to you know the person that I'm trying to bless, the person that I'm trying to give to? And so uh, you know, a great example of this for us this year is, you know, as a family, we frequently, you know, work through like, man, what is Christmas going to look like? You know, who are we with this year and all that. And, um, you know, we're luckily in a situation where, uh, a lot of times, you know, we're like, Hey, what does everybody want? What does everybody need for Christmas? And, uh, luckily we're in a place where more often than not, we're like, Hey, we don't really need anything. And, we don't really want much because we just, if we want it, we usually plan it in the budget. And so we, we have a lot of those things. Um, and so we started asking the question like, Hey, what would mean a lot to everybody? And the common theme was like, Hey, how can we get together as a family? How can we just spend time and celebrate, you know, the birth of our savior, celebrate Christmas together. And what could that look like? And, uh, and so we decided this year we were going to, Hey, let's all come together. You know, we've got everybody spread, spread across the U S you know, Florida, Virginia, all that kind of stuff. And we go, man, how can we all come together and celebrate? And so it's really about the experience. It's a, it's about coming together and celebrating and laughter and far less about, you know, the gifts or the presents to be open, but the experiences to be had as a family. And so these are just a couple just really practical things that I think you can do when you think about end of year gift giving, when you think about end of year generosity, is that it doesn't always have to be this stressful, money crunching experience, but can be something that's super fun and super joyful. Our third financial hack when it comes to gearing up for generosity is shop the deals. Um, you know, I'll say this probably doesn't sound like a surprising hack for some, um, but man, as as you gear up to purchase gifts, man, I love the idea of shopping deals, seeing who's, you know, Cyber Sunday, all that, Cyber Monday, all of the deals, figuring out who's got the cheapest items. I'm all for it. And uh, I think it's one of the ways to really be able to double down on generosity. And I think especially one of the things we'll talk about here in just a little bit, but um, for us, we love Black Friday as a time to be able to maximize the gifts that we're going to get to bless other people. And so we're able to see what toys, like what's on sale, where can we get the best bang for our buck? And that starts with, you know, being able to do some of your research and looking at what are those big ticket items that you can potentially save, you know, 10, 20, 30% on um, because they're running an end of year sale. And it's just being proactive. It's being thoughtful about where you're shopping, when you're shopping and uh, knowing if like, Hey, should we just wait to see if this goes on sale? Um, Cause I think it's a super easy way that you can proactively, you know, save some money, um, but proactively, you know, be able to maximize your generosity for the end of the year. But one of the things I always like to flag when it comes to shopping the deals, and you'll even hear it in my language, you go, man, you could save a lot of money by buying it, you know, during this time. And I think it's so important to flag is like the buyer beware that just because something is cheaper, you are not fundamentally saving money. If you're still purchasing something, you're still seeing your money go down. And so the premise is like, you're still spending. You might just be spending less, but you're still spending. And it's super easy to get caught up in this trap of like, man, this item's on sale. And so by buying it now, we're going to save $200. 
And a lot of times, uh, like a really quick hitting tip for you is when, if you feel like you get caught up in that trap a lot, um, the question I ask myself is going, would we have purchased this even if it wasn't on sale? Um, and if the answer is yes, you can go like, hey, this is a great opportunity to have a reduced cost because we're buying it at the prime time when there's a sale, there's a coupon, et cetera. What I find is dangerous is when we start purchasing items that we would have never bought in the first place, but because it has, you know, the 50% off sticker on it, we go, this is such a great deal. I'm saving so much money. I got to buy this thing and I got this TV for 50% off and it was, you know, a thousand dollars and it was originally two grand. And we look at that and we could go, I just saved a thousand dollars and you go, actually, no, you spent a thousand on a TV that you maybe didn't need or need to replace, but you just happened to buy it because it had the 50% off sticker. And so buyer beware, don't get caught up in the dangers of saving money by spending money. And this brings us to our fourth tip when it comes to gearing up for generosity for the end of the year. And uh, man, this is one of my favorite ones. I also think it's sometimes one of the most overlooked. Um, And it's really being thoughtful and strategic about end of year generosity when it comes to ways that you can impact your community, the way you can donate to nonprofits, to your local church, and really being thoughtful about your end of year giving and end of year generosity. And what I found is, you know, this is one of those prime times where a lot of nonprofits are looking for that final push towards the end of the year. And I think it's super fun to be able to be super thoughtful and strategic about your end of year giving and generosity, specifically to like nonprofits, to your local church, or even just those mechanisms to be able to bless families, whether it's going into Thanksgiving and people that don't have, you know, Thanksgiving meals, it's presents for kids. There's so many opportunities, especially going to the end of the year, coat drives and ways to be able to help people that are, you know, potentially in a less fortunate situation than us. And I think it's so powerful and fun that when we create space in our life and our budget to be able to give to these things and to be able to prioritize them and to be strategic about it. And so I just encourage you if you're listening and you go, man, that sounds great. Um, Man, just begin to be proactive and be thoughtful about, man, what are the things that you could be looking to be extra generous towards? Um, Because I'll tell you, this is the time of year, you know, it's cold out, there's coats and uh, I just... I think it's so powerful and important, especially for believers, you know, that are listening to this, um, that it's kind of one of our prime opportunities to rise up and be a shining beacon of generosity, a shining beacon of hope. You know, one of the things um, that I, a powerful principle I heard one time was that generosity opens the door. And so I think a lot of times we go, man, I wish I could reach more people. I wish I could have a bigger impact. And sometimes I go, man, have you started with generosity? Man, like whether it's your coworker, it's somebody in need, like, Man, generosity opens the door to conversation. It opens the door to impact. It opens the door to love. And um, and so I just think, man, being able to create space, prepare for it. And not only that, but I think especially when it comes to financial donations for the end of the year, you know, um, for business owners, for big givers, you know, people that are doing itemized deductions. Um, this is a prime opportunity to run your numbers and crunch the math and go, man, how can we double down on our giving and the tax li- liability that we have um, and reducing that because of our generosity this year? And so this is something my wife and I, we frequently look at and we're looking at, man, what does our generosity look like this year? Setting it up against our goals because we always have giving goals that we have within our church and external things and going, man, have we embraced the identity and the people that we want to be when it comes to generosity, when it comes to giving to our local church, when it comes to sponsoring um, missionaries that are overseas and being able to play our part in these different aspects. 
And as we get into the end of the year, it's just another one of those checkpoints where we go, man, A, have we been faithful to the thing that we wanted to do? Have we been faithful to the end of the year, the vision builders, all the things that we've put in our heart that we believe is from God and for us to be faithful and go, man, I've written the check. You know, I've done the deposit. I've, I've completed the goal that I've set um, and, and potentially the, the goal that God set for us. And so I think that's super, super powerful and important. But the cascading component to that is being able to understand the taxable implications. And so you know, I encourage you, if you haven't done any research, we'll probably end up doing a whole podcast on this at some point. Um, but man, there's so much fun when it comes to seeing your tax liability go down um, because you just live a life of generosity. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm all for paying the tax man what he's owed. Give Caesar what is owed to Caesar. Um, so big fan of that. Um, but I'm also a really big fan of being able to donate and send money and deploy it um, in ways that I think are uh, just as important, or actually I would say is more important, um, which for us is building the local church missionaries and uh, different nonprofits and helping people. And so reducing that tax liability and coming in at the end of the year, giving is such a fun and powerful aspect of that. And so our fifth and financial hack when it comes to gearing up for generosity is to really watch out for the pressure to overspend. Um, you know, as we get into this end of the year time, We've already talked about all these different avenues of gifts for family, friends, coworkers, opportunities to be generous with nonprofits, churches. We have all of these things that are vying for our attention. We got people ringing bells at doors. Um, and there's all of these avenues where we feel pressure. And uh, I just want to encourage you, um, you know, that you would avoid the trap of just feeling the pressure to overspend and accepting that as like, that's what you have to do. And so I'm super proud of anybody um, and, and I'd encourage you if you feel like, man, money's really tight um, and you either have the option to be generous and make poor financial decisions and to get into bad debt and live life on five grand on a credit card for the month of December um, or option two, just be brutally honest with your friends and with your family um, and just be able to share and like, hey, Christmas is going to look a little different for us, um, you know, for, for where we're at as a family, where things are at. Uh, for us in this season, whether it's reduced hours at work, whether it's inflation's got us on the ropes, whatever that looks like, I think just being honest with people and being able to go, hey, gifts are probably going to look different. Instead of, you know, a handful for all the kids, we're probably just going to do one. Um, and it might not be as big, but just know that like, we love you. We're getting creative with how we're thinking about this. Um, and I think it's our ability to be honest um, that actually disarms you know, that pressure to overspend, that pressure to overcommit, to overextend. Um, because, you know, I think for our family, for our friends, for people that we love, um, uh, and I, I'd probably just say this on the behalf of your family members where I go, I love you too much for you to get into a whole bunch of debt just to get me some gifts or, you know, some trinkets, some tchotchkes, you know, I think I would like my, my encouragement, my passion, and I would even say permission is for if you're in that position and you're like, man, money's really tight as we look at the end of this year, we've ran the numbers, we know exactly how much we can spend, it's gonna look different. My encouragement, it's that's okay. There's a lot of people that are feeling a lot of pressure right now when it comes to their finances. Grocery bills look different. Um, a lot of things compared to last year look different in terms of the way that we spend them. And so with that, I think comes habit changes, behavior changes in the way that we spend our money. And uh, we've been entrusted with our finances to steward them well. And I don't believe that um, the desire to give a gift or to lean into generosity um, is the reason why we should get into crippling debt 
And uh, far too often, I, I just hear too many stories about it of it was the Christmas, it was the vacation, it was the next thing that we got for somebody that led us into just a rough financial spot that took somebody three, six, and 12 months to dig out of um, because credit card rates are nuts. Credit card rates are palpable when you think about 28% um, you know, month over month and you're seeing that just compound making minimum payments. Um, it's crazy how long those things can last, especially when money's tight on a normal month let alone on Christmas. And so that's my encouragement to you um, is don't fold under the pressure to be generous. Don't fold under the pressure to make poor financial decisions. Um, and I think if you do the other hacks, they'll help pave the way for you not to do that. Um, and so, man, I, uh, I like I said in the beginning, I love this time of year. I love end of year giving. I love some of the goals that we've set for our financial contributions to nonprofits, to our church. I'm super pumped to you know look at those and go, man, what does our end of year look like? I'm so excited to buy gifts for our kids, for our cousins, for family. I'm so pumped for all these things. And my hope and my prayer is uh, that you're equally excited and feel equally prepared, you know, to prepare in advance, to set that budget, shop some deals, be proactive, be thoughtful about the gifts you're buying. Think about the nonprofits that you can bless and serve and look for those ways to, you know, not just submit to the pressure of overspending, but knowing exactly, hey, this is what we've set aside for a budget. This is what Christmas can look like. This is what giving can look like at the end of the year and being faithful with it every step of the way. So I hope this has encouraged some of y'all. I hope it's given you some practical tips as you gear up for end of your giving and end of your generosity in your friends, your families, and uh, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit the like button, hit subscribe if you're not subscribed, leave a review about the podcast, help share and get the word out um, because this is for you. This is for your friends, this is for your family. Um, and so I hope it challenges you and blesses you. Love you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. God bless. Mm-hmm.